2: Hey, welcome back to another edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. We are getting ready for week nine in the NFL. But of course, before we do that, we're going to talk to Johnny Avello first for odds are talk a little bit about what happened in week eight. And then, of course, looking ahead till week nine, that we have a very special guest coming on returning to the show joe osborne from vegas insider we're gonna go over a few games that we like here on the week nine board as well so jam-packed show here it's just me again julian is still on his little paternity vacation no clue when he's coming back no one knows if he even is coming back we will find out soon enough though but until we get that information let's talk to johnny Avello with odds are All right, as promised, we're going to get to odds are with our guy, Johnny Avello, Director of Race and Sportsbook Operations here at DraftKings. Johnny, glad to have you back this week. Hope everything is uh, doing well. No, you're looking dapper as usual, so I know you're on the other side. So we're all good with that. But of course, we're going to get to some questions here, uh, kind of recapping week eight a little bit, and then looking a little bit ahead to week nine. Let's go and start here with week eight. Looks as if it was one of the better weeks this season for the public, who has really been getting slaughtered, I guess would be for lack of a better term during this NFL season thus far. What were some of the biggest winners for the public this past Sunday?
0: Uh, You're correct, Steve. They did do much better this week. Uh, A couple of – they took the points that we were offering with the 49ers. There were a couple, like two and a half down to one. Uh, That got there quite easily. Uh, They were also on Miami at Tennessee laying the three and the three and a half where they won by four. So uh, if you laid four, you didn't get there, but that was very late before the games just started. Uh, Titans at Texans also were a popular Mm. choice, as well as the Cowboys at home versus the Bears. Uh, And they also took a piece of that Bronco team uh, in London over to Jags, the first game of the day. I'm glad you
2: brought up the Titans here, because I got to bring up this thing with Derrick Henry, who's now gone over – 200 rushing yards for the fourth straight game against this Texans run defense, if you even want to call it that. Over that span now, he's logged 892 rushing yards uh, and two touchdowns in that game there. When you you look at this here, how do you handle props for someone like Henry here? Because you know the public is going to be going way over on this one here. I think it opened up at like 98 and a half and I'm just thinking oh boy we they're going they're about to get annihilated on this prop here it went up you know a, a ton of points after that how do you even handle something like this and is that just one of those situations where you're like you know what we just got to set it as it is but there's very likely we're going to be losing a bunch on this
0: prop man he should certainly set some numbers against that team uh, <laughs> to Gregor. yeah we set the high as it's been you know the 98 we went up yeah. we were at 104 yards and then you also had to lay a tremendous amount of juice, 145. Yep. But that certainly didn't slow the betters down. Right. <laughs> I, 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 we just put up a fair number that we believe the number should be, uh, not a ridiculous number, and just let the chips fall.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I truly I feel like there's – I don't even know like if there was a number where I would have really even considered fading him at this point just because of how bad that run defense has been and how good Henry has been against this team. And obviously he proved once again uh, that he was able to hit the over for the betters there. Let's look ahead to week nine here. Uh, Eagles playing here on Thursday Night Football against that Texans team. Last week, they were nine-point favorites, and since then, as I look at this now, they are 14-point favorites against this Texans team. Uh, Do you think this is going to continue to move as we approach kickoff coming up tomorrow?
0: Uh, No, I don't think it will continue to rise, you know, get the past 14. I know there are some trends why you think it may, you know, maybe the Eagles, uh, you know, keep, this line will keep going up higher, but. Uh, you know they're the healthiest team in the NFL. Right. They're five and zero against the number. Uh, they're six and one, I think, against the spread in their last seven Thursday night football games. I mean, all positive information and, and trends that would you would think it go that way, but that's really a huge number. Uh, right. I know I know Dave Davis Mills isn't looking that good. Uh, the rookie Damian Pierce is he's a promising note for the team, but. What it comes down to Steve is that Texan games are just ugly right. and opponent play ugly so you know against them so i could just see this thing closing around 13 13 and a half yeah for, for sure here and I, we knew that this number was going to go
2: but you know to see a spread like that of of you know over two touchdowns it's just been uh, crazy to look at so far uh, let's talk about game totals here the under has been absolutely crushing it all season long hitting at about a 60% clip for the year But then you look at the board this week, we have six games with a total of at least 48 points or higher coming into this one. Is this a week that you kind of get worrisome that that trend is going to continue to dominate? Because, you know, if people are going on the trend here, you know, we could be looking at a lot of unders here, but we have a lot of high games here with high totals. So what are your kind of thoughts on a week like this when the trend has really been pointing in the other direction?
0: Yeah, you know we're just we're looking at it week by week. We're we're making a lot of adjustments, as you can see. I mean, if you've been watching our numbers, as you can see it's not anything drastic, but right. it is a half point here and there. Uh, who knows when this craze will switch directions? Sure. Uh Last week, I believe only five games went over the total. This week, there's certainly a few games which which I think will be played over. The Dolphins, uh, Bears, Dolphins at the Bears, the Packers, Lions. Uh, Raiders, Jags, uh, Chargers, Falcons, Seahawks cards. Probably the Monday night game, Ravens, Saints. I think all those games are games are should be playable on the over. But we'll see how many of them get there again. But you know, as bookmakers, all we can do is adjust. We are not right. out there suiting up. Right, right, no, no,
2: no doubt. Uh, so we're about halfway through the season already at this point, which is just amazing to think about how quickly this is going by. Um, do you have a team that you know of offhand that's, one, been more pro- most profitable for the book, and then one team that's been most profitable for the public thus far?
0: Yeah, I'll give you a few. You know, Philly's been great for the betters. Sure. Uh, as well as the Bills. Jets and Giants are played on the money line almost every week, so they've been profitable for the players. Uh, I think Falcons, Seahawks, in Tennessee, all have been for the house. Uh, probably been the Colts. They've been disappointing, and they seem yeah. to take money every week. Packers take money every week. Raiders haven't played well. Jags, Bucks are another one. Oh. I mean, the Bucks have every week that you know we know they're one of the top betting games and top bet teams, and they don't get there. And the Raiders and Chiefs have also uh, been good for the house.
2: And then as we close out here, are there any teams you expect to see some more heavy money come in as the week progresses here? We're recording this on Wednesday. So still a few days to get into this here. but really I think the money starts coming in after that Thursday night game. Uh, any team you're kind of eyeing here as we get to closer to kickoff on Sunday?
0: Yeah, I would assume that the dolphins at the bears uh, will continue to take money. People are high on the dolphins right sure. now, especially cool. the money line uh, Packers at the lions. I can the bettors are waiting for this team to start their ignition. Uh, you know, I don't know when that's going to be. Bucks laying the short number at home versus the Rams will lo- most likely make it to three, be one of the top betting games again. And then the Chiefs are coming off a bye at home. Now, they're laying a big number against the Titans, yeah. 12 and a half, but that'll probably find its way to 13. No doubt. All right,
2: that was going to do it here for Odds Are with Johnny Avella. We're going to get to Joe Osborne in just a minute here. Go over the week nine boards. Stay tuned for that.
0: Alright,
2: welcome back to Unreasonable Odds here. Stevie Cannon, of course, joined by a guest here, Joe Osborne from Vegas Insider, baby. Doing some daily videos over with them, chasing that paper. Love that yes. name. I would have loved to have grabbed that name if I if I came up with it, but I'm glad somebody got it, because that's that's a great name for a betting segment. So I, I applaud you. Did you come up with that yourself?
1: Oh yes, that's it's been okay. a, a, t- a tagline that I'd been using for a while. I say, keep chasing that paper. That's no, what we're doing out right. here. We're, that's, we're trying that's, to win. We're trying to win money, some some beer money for the weekend. Some money, absolutely you know, walking around money to buy stuff we don't need, sneakers and <laughs> TVs and things of that nature. But yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on. I've been on with you guys before. Yep, and uh, it, it's always a blast. It's always a good time. Now, I hope you don't mind, Steve. I'm going to enjoy a cup of coffee throughout our well, uh, discussion here. You you do
2: you do whatever you want. I actually, I'm I'm a big uh, sparkling water guy, but I, I am out and I can't find any anywhere. It's becoming so popular now, so it, it's been very upsetting that I can't find this sparkling water. But if you I'll haven't had, it's 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 amazing. So I would highly recommend. And I'm sure. trying to angle for a sponsorship here, so so that's my All little right.
1: plug. So right.
2: we'll, we'll we'll get there. But uh, Joe, we're gonna talk about the uh, sure. the week nine bore here a little bit. Just want to start off with this Thursday game because let's be honest, this is probably gonna be very one sided. Um. Yeah spread is indicated that uh, the Eagles are 14 point favorites on DraftKings sportsbook. Uh once upon a time this was 9 points for the Eagles, so you uh missed the boat on that if you're looking to get under a double digit spread for the Eagles. I don't like taking double digit spreads cuz there's a lot that that can happen, but like mm-hmm. I look at this and I go, I don't Think much can happen for this to sway on the Texans side especially after what we saw last week uh they just they haven't even overcome that thrashing they just endured by derrick henry now they're facing arguably the hottest team in football in the eagles yeah. i actually might approach this from a first half spread you can get the eagles at minus seven and a half for the for the first half i i like that angle there the eagles are a perfect seven and zero oh against the spread in the first half I don't okay. think this is where they lose at the first time going up against this this putrid uh, this putrid Texans team. But you know, just quick thoughts overall. Are, are you interested in the full game spread, or are you taking a different angle? What do you think?
1: Yeah, I took the Eagles minus thirteen earlier in the week. Yeah. you know it's fourteen now. I, I can't argue too much about that. I know that's like a bit of a key number or whatever. Sure. But you know, take a look at what the Eagles have done under uh, Nick Sirianni. They smack the crap. At a bad team, Steve. Uh, You go back to the start of last season a 26 point win over Atlanta, a 36 point win over Detroit, a 17 point win over Denver, a 15 point win versus the Jets, a 24 point win versus the Giants. Then we come into this season a 17 point win over Minnesota, 16 over Washington, 22 over Pittsburgh just last week. So they're not a team that's going to take their foot off the gas simply no. because they're playing weaker competition. Sometimes if it's a team like, you know, like like the Chiefs or the 49ers or the Bills, a team that's been good for a little while, sometimes you worry about that. You know, you hear of like the look ahead game spot angle and things of that nature. But this Eagles team is is they're new good. You know what I mean? Yeah, so sure, sure, they're not sure. going to get lazy out there. And, you know, they're the fresher team. You know, they're, what, a week and a half removed from their bye. And I do think that they realize the importance of trying to lock up that number one seed and getting that home field advantage in the NFC. Seen Phillies fans? That's a home field advantage when you're playing in Philadelphia, and they're going to have the weather to their advantage as well, you know, in January. So you dig into some of the numbers, man, and... Offensively, this isn't even close, Steve. Uh, no. Yards per play, second versus 29th. Texans, 21st in yards allowed per pass attempt. Philly is first in that category. Offensively, Texans allowing the fourth most pressure. Philly top eight of both sacks. Yep. Pressure generated. I could list off a uh, 100 more data points to back this side. Um. So, yeah, I'm not scared of the big number in this case. So, yeah, give me the Eagles to absolutely... Keep rolling. Thursday night football. This is like, I think like we got away from thir- the really bad Thursday night football for maybe like a, a season or two, but now it's come back and I absolutely <laughs> love it. Like I remember <laughs> those classic Thursday night football games, the color rush between like the Jags. Yes. I and mean, It was like Blake Bortles starting against the, the Texans and or the Titans, whoever they happen to have playing quarterback for them uh, that week. I love it. I love bad Thursday night football. Give it to me, Steve. And I hope we see uh, uh, the Eagles win this one, thirty-five to nothing. Oh. <laughs> That's what you I'm hoping can, for. That's not That's... my prediction, but you know, I, I'm I think a big win, but thirty-five to nothing. I would love to absolutely see that. No, no I, every I, second. I...
2: I'd be fine with that, too. I mean, and, and the Eagles, too, averaging over 21 points in the first half. They've just been coming out to such yeah. hot starts here. And, like, if there was anything that really put me extremely down on the Texans, if there was a matchup that they were actually going to be able to move the ball through the air, it would have been last week against the Titans because mm-hmm. that secondary is putrid Like, that's probably one of their biggest weaknesses. And they couldn't even move it through the, the, the uh, at all during that game. I, I think – don't quote me on this – I want to say Mills was either going into halftime or going into the second uh, quarter, and he had less than 20 passing yards. And I said, how is this even possible that this team could be this bad now? So I'm with you. Like the the spread is is egregious to even look at and to consider, but it's like I really have no qualms about taking such a massive spread against this team with how good the Eagles have been playing. So Thursday night football, it's going to be ugly for one side. But that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get through it because, for as much as everyone says they hate watching Thursday night football, myself included. Look, when it comes to eight fifteen, I'm logging on Amazon. I'm watching the game, so we can all say whatever we want. But we're watching it every Thursday, and oh, this absolutely. week will be no difference. Yep, yep. Go, go have some beers. Watch watch this crap show. Whatever you Steve, want. Steve,
1: I, I would pay good money to watch this game. <laughs> I would pay up yep. to watch yep. this game, but it's part of my Amazon Prime subscription. So there we Right, go. that's that's We're why most go. of us have it. That's why most <laughs> of us have
2: it. All yeah. right, let's move. Let's move to the Sunday board here. A couple games mm. that uh, you and I have kind of cherry picked here to talk about. Here, I really like the Chargers this week going up against the Falcons. Chargers are coming off that bye last week. They're three and a half point favorites over the Falcons, who have. Really, kind of taken a step back defensively over the past sure. couple of weeks. Uh, some big injuries to their defense: AJ Terrell, Casey Hayward, and we saw how much of that of them being out of the mix really affected this Falcons team. We had the XFL legend PJ Walker <laughs> going for over 300 yards last week against this secondary. And this is not somebody who is you know overly accurate. Again, that 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 uh, showed last week completing only 52% of his pass attempts. But um, the Falcons just had no answer for DJ Moore or anything like that. Now we have the Chargers coming in. Keenan Allen is back, was on a snap count in, the, in his return, obviously with a week off and Moore. We should see him more involved. Mike Williams is out of the mix, which is fine because I think Palmer, DeAndre Carter, whatever, I think they're more than capable of replacing him in this offense here. But there's not much here that I can say in a positive light for the Falcons. I know that like they've been one of the gambling darlings to start the yeah. year because they were undefeated against the spread for the first six weeks, but with no pass rush, really no answer to whatever the Chargers are going to throw at them offensively. I just don't feel like the Falcons have much of a chance to cover this spread here. So I, I really like the Chargers at three and a half this week.
1: Yeah, that's a stay away for me, Steve. I mean, uh the falcons are one of these teams they outplayed their statistics if you dig into their statistics they're one of the worst defensive teams in the nfl um and offensively you know they barely throw it but they've done a really good job at uh, converting on third down and in the red zone so they've been pretty clutch right and that backdoor cover potential with them I i think the falcons they might be i think they're they might be undefeated on teasers this season. I know that they have an excellent record against the spread, but something about the chargers, man, I just don't trust them. You know, what were they? They yeah. were top five on the super bowl features odds board. Now they're kind of crap doing what the chargers do. Uh, you know, I don't know if the head coach is going to be a head coach for, you know, two sure. year from now, he might not have that job, all the injuries racking up. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a wait and see for the Chargers. They can be fun. They can be, you know, a very entertaining <laughs> team to watch. You know, we saw yeah. them in that Thursday night football game versus Kansas City. And, uh, you know, they probably should have won that game. But uh, that yes. six at the end. They got burned by that. Yeah, so I, I cannot trust the Chargers. So that will be a sit back and watch game for me. And we'll, we'll see what happens.
2: Real quick, you just brought up teasers. You know, we're big on teasers on this podcast. Mm. Has this been one of the toughest years for teasers that you can remember in recent memory? Because like I yes. feel like I used to clean up on teasers. I am really struggling bad this year with teasers. Are you in the same boat?
1: Yes. I uh yeah. teasers used to be my bread and butter. Same. And now I am uh I think my record on the season is like seven and nine or something like that, because I, I do same game teasers for for another show that I do. Um, But yeah, reason being, Steve, is we're seeing a lot of big favorites losing. You know, uh, how many people got burned on a teaser by Tampa Bay losing outright to both Pittsburgh and Carolina? You know, there was uh, in week one, I had the Bengals to beat the Steelers and they were missing kicks left and right and just a complete and total disaster. But, you know, we're not seeing a lot of situations where you have that coveted teasing spot between minus six and minus eight and a half where you can check the team tightly. Nice and gently into a field goal. I think there's only one of those spots this week, actually, with the Cincinnati Bengals. You can take from seven and a half down to minus a point and a half. So, yeah, if you're teasing dogs from the start, you're probably doing pretty good, right? right. If you're, you know, following the basic strategy of crossing the key numbers and whatnot. But, yeah, it has been a difficult season. Now I know people see situations like, "Hey, the Buffalo Bills." Uh, okay, well I can't tease them. What's the point of teasing a team from minus twelve and a half to minus six and a half this week? Well, the Bills—I uh, think their record. I think they're six and one when you tease them by six points so far this season. Oh, wow. So maybe you shouldn't totally disregard those situations. You know, you can still get them inside of a key number of seven there. But yeah, it has been tricky. Uh, And yeah, we're not seeing a lot of those big favorites uh, that we typically see that you can cross through both the seven and the three. So who knows? We're only about what, not even halfway through the season. We will be after this week.
2: Yeah, we're just about there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I'm hoping for a little bit of luck here, Steve, because teasers used to be my bread and butter, not so much yeah. anymore though. <laughs>
2: it's it's been so disappointing because, like I said, like I, I absolutely love doing teasers. Like it just mm-hmm. it makes it so much more fun. But it's been a brutal, brutal stretch uh, through the first eight weeks here of the season. All right, let's get to one that you pointed out here to Vikings and Commanders. We both yeah. have a play in this one here. You like the under 43 and a half in this one here. Obviously, the uh, Vikings making one of the bigger moves during the trade deadline here, acquiring. TJ Hawkinson in a very mm-hmm. head-scratching move on the Detroit side, at least in my opinion. I know that his contract is coming up, but, you know, the Lions yeah. are in no position to be really losing any receivers at this point. So that was a bit yeah. of a head-scratcher there. But I love the move for for, for the Vikings because, you know, sure. Irv Smith Jr. missed uh, so much time last year, came back this year injured again. With, I think they were really kind of hoping he would be one of those, you know, top three receivers for them. And now they bring in someone that legit can be one of their top receivers in this offense. And are, are the Vikings the most, like, non-talked about, like, six-in-one team or whatever they are at this point? Like, you you're nothing about the Vikings despite them playing so well.
1: Well, I think they're frauds, Steve. I mean, let, let's, be, let, let's be completely honest. I've been calling that. This is a team that's been getting a lot of help man like uh it, even their the yeah. recent matchup here versus the cardinals they only beat them by eight and how many unforced errors did the cardinals make in right that game mopping punts and kyler murray throwing just horrible passes but uh specific to this game uh, i like the under of 43 and a half and part of that reason is because yeah i do think the the vikings are fraudulent you know if you ask the vikings uh fan i will oh, talk about this offense and Wax poetic about how explosive they are. That's not the case, So, You dig into the numbers. You know the Vikings are tied for second to last in the NFL in passing plays of 20-plus yards? Yes. So the big play has not been there for Minnesota. Um, But take a look at these patterns that we're seeing in Washington games. If you take a look at the average combined score of their last six games, way down there at 33.3 points. So, they're playing yep. in a lot of very low-scoring games. Only one of those games over their last six got into the 40s, actually. Nothing impressive from either offense, right? Like, like we know the Washington offense stinks. They're 28th in right. yards per play. Uh, it, the Vikings haven't been impressive either. They're 17th in yards per play. So, right there in the middle of the league, uh, each team having a hard time converting on third down. Both are really good on third down defensively, though. Uh, third and ninth. So I think you could see a lot of punting in this game. And uh, Washington also very strong in the red zone. So I know everyone's all excited about the Kirk Cousins revenge game, right? In Washington, <laughs> the story oh, yes. of the week here. Right. Uh, n- not quite, but yeah, like uh, the Vikings, they do have a lot of potential offensively, but we haven't really seen it. You know, if you... Uh, you dig into their games, they're not really winning big. A lot of one score game yeah. wins, which is the opposite of last year. Last year, they weren't as bad as their record indicated. This year, I don't think they're as good as their record indicates. You know, I think they only played the one good team at Philadelphia back Monday Night Football. I think it was week two. We saw what happened there. They got absolutely destroyed. So, yeah, I'll take the under in that game.
2: No, I think I think it's a fair point too. I I still like the Vikings to cover this week. I think that they are the better team up against the Commanders. Although to be fair, the Commanders probably have their better quarterback on the team. Oh, I agree with Taylor Heineke. Like I don't know why this guy keeps kind of getting pushed to the side because every time he is playing and he feels like and looks like he's the better quarterback on that roster. Like he what he's done for Terry McLaurin over the past couple of weeks has been massive because McLaurin has really been pretty quiet to start the year. You know, he's had a couple of uh, of decent games, but over the past couple of weeks, like over hundred receiving yards, he's been getting a ton of targets. And that's where the commanders start to finally get it moving. It feels like, but I do feel like offensively, I don't think these teams are even close. And that's why I do like the Vikings on this side. I lo- like I said, I love the acquisition of, of TJ Hawkinson, because I think that's been a big spot that the Vikings have really been kind of missing out for. Cause you know, remember a couple of years ago when Rudolph or whatever was on the team, yeah. like that was a tight end position. The tight end position was something that the Vikings utilized plenty. Now that they have Hawkinson, I think that's going to make a big difference for them, especially in the red zone where they have been struggling a bit. If it hasn't been Dalvin cook. So, you know, Is it going to be a drastic change this week with Hawkinson coming into the mix? Maybe not yet, but I do like the additional red zone threat that they're going to bring against this commander's team. That's been struggling to get downfield, struggling to score. Um, So if this one does come down a bit at three, obviously that's where you want to take it here. But I do like the Vikings to cover this week uh, against the commanders. That's kind of one of my other plays that I have thus far. Speaking of that Lions team, let's move over to Packers and Lions. I know you like the over – In this game, I have been wrestling with this one really since I started looking at the board here, because when you look at these two teams, you know, Detroit has obviously been uh, a plethora of points on both sides of the ball, right? Mm -hmm. Scoring and defensively what they're allowing. But now we have a very offensive, starved Packers team who once again, disappointed aaron Rodgers did nothing to bring him any type of weapons they they, they, supposedly supposedly they did check in on jerry judy and the price was checked in yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's what it is they always check in it's it's wonderful They, they they do their due diligence hey hey we checked in but we just couldn't get a deal done whatever so there is nothing to say about the packers here but you do like the over in this one at 49 and a half So, what is your rationale here for liking the over in this one? Because, again, on paper, it's like, okay, yeah, I can see the over here. But if you've watched Mm -hmm. any of these Packers games, maybe you're kind of a little nervous about taking the over in this one.
1: Yeah, this thing, it has everything to do with the Lions on both sides of the football. Uh, You take a look at their home games this season. Uh, All of them have... Easily get gotten into the fifties. Uh, average combined score in their four home games, seventy-one point seven five. Wow. Carson Wentz went in there and lit it up. Yep. Um And you take a look at the stats here: uh, fourth versus fifteenth in yards per play for Detroit, which is kind of surprising that Detroit's at high. Maybe some people would be surprised that Green Bay is, you know, right in the middle of the league, so maybe not as bad as everyone thinks. Yeah. Uh, both have been pretty decent in. The red zone. But, yeah, if ever there was a breakout game for it, the Green Bay offense, this is it. Like, check out this defense. Uh, Detroit, it's the worst defense in the league. Like, there's no right. question about it. Last in yards per play, allowed, uh, last in opponent third down conversion percentage, awful against the run, awful against the pass. You know, there's that uh, familiarity there with Aaron Rodgers, if that counts for anything. You know, this team's been embarrassed enough, Steve want to yeah. lose to the Lions. So I think they show up. I do think that the Packers defense is overrated. I said that going into the season, you yeah. know, the Packers fan is great at uh, not pretending like that. There's issues with the team. You know, they, they trade Devonte Adams and do absolutely nothing to nothing. replace them. And the Packers fans, well, we got a top five defense in the NFL. So we're good. <laughs> no, you do not have a top five defense <laughs> right. in the NFL. Right. And, as you said, what a dis! They're doing the best they possibly can to run Aaron Rodgers out of town, right? Like there yeah. was a couple of like was Chase Claypool not available to you as well. You know uh, the Brandon right. Cooks. Uh, I don't know if uh, the salaries didn't work out or whatever the case was, but how many times have we seen this? And even in the draft, what was Watson the eighth receiver off the board? Yep, they bring in Sammy Watkins. To replace Devontae Adams, (laughs) Devontae Adams, he he, he never plays. So, yeah, the Packers, you know, I I was very low on them coming into the season. So, needless to say, I'm happy at what the the results we've seen so far. But I do think that the offense can kind of snap out of it. And don't be surprised to see them drop, uh, you know, uh, 28, 30 points in this one.
2: Uh, just real quickly too is there anything like in the late afternoon that you like we got seahawks cardinals going we got rams and bucks but i mean two teams that have just i, I don't even understand what, what's happening with with both of those teams there. not a big uh afternoon ga- uh, slate here but anything in those two games that you're kind of eyeing or taking a look at
1: oh seattle plus two versus yeah the cardinals the wrong I'm team is favored here so, i'm with you uh you dig into the numbers seattle Fifth in yards per play, Arizona 30th. Now, I know they got Hopkins back, and they are better with Hopkins. But the Seattle defense, they're coming around. Uh, you look at their last three games, second in yards per play allowed. Uh, fifth on third down defense, fourth in yards allowed per pass attempt. In um, two, two of their three losses, you know, they're, they're keeping things relatively close. The Cardinals shouldn't be favored, you know. You take a look at their right. wins this season. You want to give them a big pat on the back for beating – uh, Matt Rule and the Panthers. Hey, congratulations, guys. <laughs> but, uh, you know, their other two wins, two pick sixes from Andy Dalton, and they yep. only won that game by eight. And then they needed that uh, miraculous uh, comeback versus the Raiders. And, you know, you, you, good for them for making the comeback and not giving up, but we know what the Raiders are at this point, right? So, right. yeah, the Cardinals aren't a good team. Uh, the wheels haven't completely fallen off. You know, we saw some We're signs almost of there. them. Yeah, we saw some signs of life in that uh, Thursday night football game uh, where they needed some help from Andy Dalton, of course. But, uh, yeah, Seahawks plus two. So impressed by the Seahawks. Now, now, I'm coming out here telling you, hey, I was down on the Packers and I was right about that and giving myself a pat on the back. But uh, I predicted that the Seahawks would have the fewest amount of wins in the NFL this season. That's not no, working for, out for, for me. No, for sure. But they're for a likable sure. team, very likable yep. team. So, yeah, I hope that they will continue to roll. And uh, win that game outright.
2: Yeah. So we're going to move to our best bets uh, here for, you know, whatever bet you like here. And my best bet was going to be Seattle a plus two uh, really for a lot of the things that you said, like I'm surprised that the Cardinals are are favored at this point from what we've seen. Like you mentioned, the the addition, the re-edition, I should say, of DeAndre Hopkins has been huge for Kyler Murray because like over, you know, double digit targets in the games that we've seen him with already, that's going to be his go-to guy. But the Seahawks just continue to roll week in and week out. Like we kept kind of saying like, oh, here's, you know, when is Geno Smith? When are we going to see the real Geno Smith? When's he going to start regressing to the guy that we've, you know, come to know? I don't think that's happening anymore. I don't think that that's coming. This actually might be the guy at this I rate, agree. like what we've been seeing. I think yeah. this is actually the guy that we're going to see. Um, and, you know, coming into the season, oh, down on Lockett, down on Metcalf, bet the Unders on their on their future not looking good anymore. Like this team <laughs> is 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 continuing to roll. The Arizona defense has been putrid. I, I I'm with you. I, I think the wrong team is favored here. Loved getting this number here at plus two. And so I think Seahawks plus two is my best bet for this week. What do you got?
1: Steve, speaking of Gino, uh, just to touch on that really quickly, I'm a big proponent that too many young quarterbacks are set up to fail in the, the NFL. Sure. You know, you're surrounding them with an awful offensive line, horrible weapons, and not giving them enough time to develop. Look at Tua this season. Yes. I thought that that was the most short sighted opinion uh, of any quarterback. Oh, he's a boss. He sucks. And it's like, well, See that his offensive line sucks. He's not a whole lot of guys to throw to. The uh, offensive coaching staff, it's a revolving door every year. Now they uh, surround him with a little bit of support. And he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league all of a sudden. Big shock. And same thing with Geno. His time with the Jets and the Giants and bounced around. Now he's getting a little bit of support. And he's showing up, right? So these guys need help. So, uh, yeah, uh, we are aligned on the Seahawks. I'll go to uh, Sunday Night Football. Uh, We have the Titans and the Chiefs. A total of 46.5, I'm going to take the under on that one. Sure. Now, uh, that's always a bit of a concern, taking an under in a Chiefs game, because they might score 50 points uh, themselves in this themselves. game. <laughs> but we'll bring you back to last season, Steve, and uh, you'll hear about this a lot leading up to this game. Uh, these teams played last season, and the Titans put together a pretty good defensive game plan. They held the Chiefs to only three points, in that game, a fully healthy Chiefs team. Mahomes left the game uh, when it got out of hand. He got a little injured, but Tyreek yep. Hill, Kelsey were both playing in that game. Now, do I think Tennessee will hold them to three points in this game? Absolutely not. But I do think that maybe <laughs> they can keep them from going off. You know, yep. keep them from you know getting into the thirties here. And this Tennessee defense are coming in strong. You dig into their stats: fifth in yards allowed per play over their last three. They're number one. And third down defense, and they do a pretty good job of pressuring the quarterback as well. But the problem for Tennessee, Steve, comes on the other side of the football. Offensively, they're brutal. Yeah, talk talk about frauds. They're in first place with a negative point differential. You know what I mean? So
2: that that whole division, give me a break. That whole division.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean they have no big playability whatsoever. Um, they run the ball a lot, obviously, with Derrick Henry. What's it do when you run the ball? It sucks up the clock, right? That clock's right. going to be running. And guess what the strength of the Kansas City defense is? They're pretty good. They're seventh in yards allowed per rush attempt. And, oh, yeah, the Titans' offensive line absolutely sucks, too. Uh, they yeah. allow a lot of right. pressure. So it could be a good game for uh, Kansas City to feast. And they very well might win this game 30 to 10. You know? right. And that would go uh, under the 46.5 easily. So, I kind of hope it is uh, Malik Willis, at quarterback. Uh, He wasn't very good at throwing it last week, was he? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I I think that's a good look for Sunday night.
2: Yeah, that was going to be my quick follow-up. Are you looking at this total with Willis under center, or are you you also thinking it could be like this if Tannehill ends up being uh, um, available for this game?
1: Um, It really doesn't matter. I would prefer Willis, but as bad as that offensive line has been, you know, uh, Willis has the ability to get away better than Tannehill, but Tannehill right. has the ability to throw it a bit better. So I would prefer Willis, but, yeah, regardless, I do like the under on this.
2: All right, so we got under 46.5 there for Joe, and that Titans-Chiefs game. I'm going with Seattle plus two, wrong team favorite. That's where we're going to go with our favorite mm. bets here for week nine joe as always man thank you so much for coming on the show joe osborne vegas insider is where you can find him you can also find him on twitter jtfoz it's how you find him on the old twitter machine hopefully in the next coming weeks we're all still on twitter because who knows what's going to happen with the (laughs) the madness that's going on with twitter right now all this controversy and how would you feel if you got stripped of of your check mark by the way
1: i don't know uh people people when you have the check mark people make fun of you for some reason oh another blue blue check mark waiting in and uh you know uh, they'll give these (laughs) things to anybody you know um i don't know i kind of like how i think some people see it and it it has some level of credibility for some reason you know but but you see some other people have them and you're like uh, one, i guess but But I don't know. I I don't know. We'll see what the plan is. They were saying $20. Now they're saying $8
0: a month, apparently.
1: Drastic change
2: in a couple of days.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know, Steve. We might have to, uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm getting up there in age. Maybe I'm a little too old for TikTok
2: i know i was thinking that too you know I'm, I'm gonna be 36 later this month i gotta i gotta start thinking about that tiktok app uh, uh but we'll see but that's neither here nor there we're, we're focused on week nine sure. here so hopefully that will help you make your bets and of course just like joe show is called chasing that paper that's gonna do it for this edition of unreasonable odds for joe i'm steve we'll catch you next week
1: odds and lines are subject to change if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER